I think you should do the song. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. This is our hundredth episode. We're going to make 100 more. I can't believe we got this far. We couldn't have done it without Danielle. 100. <laughs> Literally made that up on the spot. Oh, I'm so impressed. Thank you. I, I, I can't. I can't rhyme or make poetry on the spot like that. Uh, that, is, uh, that came out really well. Uh, I cannot do that either. They call that extemporating, I think. Okay. Well, that's a great word. Can you imagine episode one? You just like freestyling uh, no. epi- uh, a song like that just off the top of your head? No. And as we were going back and preparing for this episode of picking out our favorites and highlights and all that kind of stuff, listening to those first couple episodes we just sound so formal like this is how we plan weddings and everything is really great what do you think about that danielle well dan i think that's really great everything is really great everything's fine that is that sounds good to you yes that sounds it was just so i'm just happy that we really settled into a routine and uh not a routine but like um into a flow you know what i mean yeah and today is the 100th episode and for it we thought the best thing we could do would to be go back over our past episodes, pick out some favorite moments and share them here with y'all. Yeah, it's there are good moments. There's highlights. There's just talking points. There's uh, one clip that I just was like, this is Danielle and my exact relationship, uh, like podcast relationship all wrapped up into one silly little episode. It's going to be super funny. So yes, can't wait. But we cannot go any further without thanking our amazing ringers who have supported us along the way. We yes. truly could not be here without the support of you all and of our patrons throughout the past few seasons. If you want to come on board, we're at season, we're at episode 100. Clearly, we're not stopping. <laughs> nope. <laughs> come join us. Come join the Ringer Club, patreon.com slash P A R O I. We would love to have you. Dan, let's just get into this episode. I can't wait. Planning a wedding is hard work, am I right? But you are not alone. Welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DP Knack Events. I'm Dan Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography. Together, we are two wedding pros with a fork ton of experience sharing our best tips and tricks and downright sensible advice for a wedding that feels good to you. Plain and simple, we got your back. Hey, Dan, are you ready? Let's do this. All right, Dan, it's episode 100. We are doing a deep dive back into some old episodes. We're playing some old clips. Dan, how do you feel being 100 episodes old? I feel so, just so much more wisdom. Uh, that you we have, feel wisdomer? I feel wisdomer, yeah. A whole bunch more wisdom ish that I gained, grained, gained over the last. I definitely would have edited that. See, this is the difference between episode two and episode 100 is that I would have been like, oh my God, we got to stop the whole entire recording. We have to start over again. I flubbed. I messed up. Uh, can we do it again? And now we're just like laughing at ourselves. And, and here we are, 100 episodes later. Um, but this is going to be an awesome episode. It was really fun to prepare for. Yes. It, well, it was a lot of work going back and listening to old episodes. It was semi-painful. Um, <laughs> I had a really hilarious moment as I was going back. There was one episode where we were predicting trends for weddings in 2019 and 2020. And obviously 2020 is when COVID happened and flipped our entire industry upside down. And Dan, we were incredibly awesome in the sense that we predicted that small weddings would be a really big trend in 2020. And I was like, whoa, I mean, we weren't wrong. (laughs) Nope. Yeah, micro weddings uh, have become such a big part of of my uh, services now. Uh, Who would have thought? Seriously. I know. It's crazy. I am so thankful for this podcast because it's allowed us to really share a lot of what we do. But... I think say we dive right in with some of our favorite clips. Dan, would you like to start? Yeah, so we're going to kind of flip-flop back and uh, forth here a little bit. Danielle and I have picked out each about five different uh, clips from episodes uh, over the last hundred that we like, that we enjoy, that we found some highlights or whatever. Um, so we're just going to introduce basically the, the title and season 
and episode number. We're going to play the clip and then we're just going to chat a little bit about what uh, what thoughts come up and and you know what memories come back from it. So um, this first one that I picked is literally from season one, episode two. It's still one of our uh, most popular podcasts. It's the Your Party for Everybody Else is the episode title. So here we go. Well, if all if you think about it, like all of your friends and family are underneath one roof together. So it really means like you are like one to two percent of the people enjoying your day or less, you know, like so really this experience, even though it's your wedding is so much about like your expression for all of these other people. It's it's about creating an experience for them, too, because you are you know, you are a small amount of people there, you know. That's very true. And it's about creating experience for them, but still in your personal style. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think where sometimes people get steered a little bit off course and where the words like bridezilla and groomzilla come up is when people forget to focus on everybody else and they just focus on that one or less than one percent of themselves and what they want and what they enjoy. And it should be it should be encompassing more than just that. And I think no nobody wants to be called a bridezilla or groomzilla unless you're trying to get on that stupid tv show (laughs) (laughs) that's so skewed and not even awful have you ever watched that show (laughs) i have because i'm a girl and it's what i do (laughs) it's kind of addicting sometimes it is absolutely addicting it's good background noise but it's heartbreaking sometimes to see people lose focus of why they're getting married and what it really means to have like you said all your friends and family together under one roof for a happy reason right and i think that one of the best ways to think about it is that you're creating an experience for everyone else you know you're creating an experience in your personal style that you know everybody's going to come there and enjoy so i i know we've talked about this a bunch but i feel like if you hold up every decision to that overall theme, you can't go wrong. It's yeah. kind of like the North Star in the sky. Like if you just hold up everything to that, you just can't be steered wrong. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness is right. <laughs> I feel like I can hear the youth in our voices. <laughs> well, Danielle, what do you think about that? <laughs> so much. Um, you know, I chose this one because uh, even though I feel like we – obviously, I'm, I can't always articulate myself the best um, – but I feel like at that point, like there's so much that I wanted to say because we're in episode two, literally yes. recording this thing. And I wanted to get every, all of my thoughts out into one episode, right? Because um, we didn't just didn't know where this was going to go. Do you know what I mean? And and I, I, I listened back to that one because I, I knew I immediately wanted to go back to the episode because it's so popular. Um, but that uh, those that core idea that we have there is one that has really gone through and lasted the test of time, all 100 episodes. We still talk about the fact that you're such a small percentage of the people at your wedding. We still talk about the joy of having all your friends and family under one roof for a happy reason. We still talk about um, creating an experience for these people in your style and that it's not just your wedding. Um, yes, it is about the two of you. You know, it's it's about all everybody coming together and all this stuff, but it just felt like such a core moment that we've still have stayed true. And that's what I think I love so much about it, that from episode two to 100, we're still talking about the same things. We're still on the same page. Yeah. I I just think it's interesting to think how many times we recorded that (laughs) and redid it. So many. To get to that point. You know what I mean? Uh, It took me forever to edit it. I was editing out every breath, every um, every down second of silence. Brutal. Yeah. I I love going back and listening to those old episodes to a certain extent, because I agree, it does show kind of our core message of what we're trying to share with y'all. And I think so when I was going back into all of this, I... I thought about that episode and then I said, nay, because we redid that episode. (laughs) We did. Seasons later in season five, episode 49, we did It's Your Party for Everyone Else part two, where we had our act together a little bit more. We (laughs) sort of had a little bit more idea of what we're doing. But this specific part is something that we talk about frequently in this um, in this podcast. And I wanted to share it with y'all. Love it. Yeah. So what do we what do we mean when we say it's your party for everybody else? Yeah. So I think there like I've said in many other podcast episodes, but there's three things you actually need need to get married. You need a wedding license, marriage license, someone to marry you, someone to marry. And then for bonus points, maybe a cute outfit. But those three things 
are your three things you need in order to get married. You don't need a cake. You don't need flowers. You don't need the veil. You don't need, you don't need so many of the other things. Everything else is the party. Yep. And so it's the, everything else. The wedding day is actually a luxury is what we're saying, right? Like exactly. you just, you don't need it. Um, so it can take any form you want, right? right? And one of the things that we like to talk about on that first episode was like, think of your entire guest list, right? How many people you're going to invite. Chances are that you are one to 2% of your guest list. You and your you fiance, are very, yep. Yep, that's it. You guys are one to 2% of your guest list. So taking into account all these other people, taking into account all these other people and and designing an experience in your style for them to just enjoy themselves and have fun. It's a day off for them too, right? So you can in, in create an experience for them to just come and enjoy themselves and have fun um, and let loose or to um, relax, whatever you want it to be, right? Right. And yes, Dan and I recognize that this is your wedding. We're not saying, hey, let everybody else dictate how this is going to go. You are in control, ultimately, and hopefully, of how this day is going to pan out. But to approach it in a way that you're keeping in mind that you and your your, your fiance, your partner, truly, like Dan said, make up one to 2%, if not less, of, mm -hmm. of your guest list. And it's important to take into account the other 98 to 99% of it all. And yep. especially, Dan, you've said this before, how often in your life, in, in each of your lives, will all of your family members and friends in that group be together in one room for a joyous occasion? Like, yep really step back and think about that so while you can create this day that is is 100 surrounded and focused on you you can still do it in a way that gives all of those 98 99 other people a really great experience and this doesn't mean uh super expensive experience it does not need to include acrobats with monkeys handing out your pigs in a blanket it just needs to be a great experience I feel like in that clip, we, we show our wisdom more, right? We've, <laughs> we're like 50 episodes in almost at that point. And I like how we were able to find a way to articulate that thought so well in that episode. Yeah, just a little bit better, a little bit clearer. And I think, man, again, you know, episode two, almost episode 50, and we're still, our message is still very much the same. So I'm very thankful that everybody keeps coming back to pretty much hear so a lot of the <laughs> same stuff that we keep harping on, right? There's so much FOMO out there and there's so much distraction very easily being thrown at couples. And we just keep saying, focus on joy, focus on the people that you have coming uh, there uh, and uh, underneath this one roof and um, and focusing on joy. That's it, you know? And I think as we keep going through these, you're going to hear very similar themes that we picked out. Um, and and I, honestly, that's why I picked out this next one because um, it was so super... This is Dan. This, I picked out this next one because it is Danielle doing what Danielle does best. And I think I even say that in this clip. Um, so let me play this one. Uh, it's season four, episode 38. It's called Four Fundamentals to Hosting a Great Event. And this is like Danielle in her prime. Oh, boy. You know, this, uh, this episode, uh, <laughs> this is like one of those episodes where I feel like it is, it's so tangible right like it's so actionable it's like these it's broken down so simply um and i'm just really excited to share this one i mean it's this is all you like i'm like i have nothing to do with this um <laughs> i can talk a little bit about it but this is all danielle's awesome planneriness coming out um and i think we should just hop right in because this is going to give you guys some actionable like really easy things to think about um and how to keep your guests happy Yes. So this episode is about the four fundamentals to hosting a great event. And obviously we're talking about weddings here, but these four fundamentals, I'm telling you, go across the board for fundraiser events, birthday parties, dinner parties at your house, little get togethers. It, there's there are, there are four keys that can be applied to so many things in your life that will make you a wonderful host. <laughs> so what are the four fundamentals, right? <laughs> I can tell you what they are, then we're going to break them down. So I want you to give your guests food. I want you to give your guests something to drink. I want you to entertain them, and I want you to keep them comfortable. One, two, three, four. One or two of these may hold higher priority than others to you, which is totally okay. But if you make sure you hit all four areas, you're golden.
I mean, I stand by that message a hundred percent. I still use that to this day frequently. Yeah, that that is exactly why I picked that one because it's still so tangible. And somebody like me who um who is constantly uh wondering like like needing to break things down, right? Like even though my brain is all over the place, I need to I need to chunk things down. And this is just such a simple thing like, okay, if I can at least focus on these four areas, I know my guests I, I naturally do this already, but I know my guests are going to um are gonna have a good time. And I just think you put it into such nice words. So can you can you uh for the sake of the episode just break each one down just a little bit? Oh, the four fundamentals. That's right. I think I just said fundamentals, but I think it's you said fun, fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. All right. So your four fundamentals of hosting a great event, you need to give them great food, give them great drinks, provide entertainment and keep them comfortable. At the end of the day, any good event that you go to is going to hit on those four things. And honestly, every time I say it, I always say drink to me is an iffy, but on the whole, most guests go to a party expecting some sort of drink involved. That said, I think if you think back on any event that you've gone to that you left feeling like that was a really great time, it somehow hit on those four things. And if it didn't, uh, like if you didn't have a great time, it's because one of those things was missing. You were either in a terribly uncomfortable chair or you were super hot and uncomfortable <laughs> or there was nothing to do to like entertain yourself. It was just like a boring dinner. It's things like that that really make a good event. We should have made it the five fundamentals where it's what? food, drink, entertainment, comfort and having Dan and Danielle at your wedding. Because I oh, feel like that yep. fifth one is necessary. Yeah, it absolutely is, especially if it's on a Albeit beach exhausting. Like, yeah, <laughs> albeit exhausting, especially... Uh, number five, if it's on a uh, beach in Cancun or Jamaica or Ugh. something like that. Somebody, um, one of our Instagram followers, one of our Instagram ringers reached out and asked about how many nights they should suggest uh, to their wedding party. How many is too many, basically. Um, and I don't know if anybody saw my post, but I was like, really, the answer is number 43. If Danielle and Dan are at the wedding. And if you need somebody else to come to the wedding with you, I might know a guy. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Um, yeah, right on. Dan, what's next? The next one is um, not so much a tip or anything, but I feel like uh, was at a point where Danielle and I uh, started like hitting a flow, right? Like we didn't, we still don't know what we're doing. Let's be honest. Um, we just show up and we talk and and we try to get some things out there to cut through some of the, the wedding BS, um, the wedding industry BS. But this episode uh, just makes me laugh every time I listen to it because I feel like it is our podcast relationship um, yes. just in one little clip. So this is season four, episode 42. Um, it's actually in one of my favorite episodes because I did it. Uh, it's 10 tips for making the most of your wedding photos. Here we go. Welcome to episode 42 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm 42, Danielle. 42. That's 42, Dan. 42. If you guys cannot hear, I am way excited because Danielle's finally allowing me to say some things on an episode of the Put a Ring <laughs> on It podcast. So I'm going to like, I, I get to say a lot in this episode and there might yes. even be some good things that you could take away from it. Yeah, this that? is a topic that's very near and dear to Dan's heart. So I'm glad that we are incorporating some of your world into today's episode. Yeah, yeah. I still but have we my opinion. Of course. Oh, yeah. We this came is... up with it together. Well, and that depends. It's... If you like this episode, we came up with it together. If you don't like this episode, it was all Dan. It's all Dan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I remember, I think this actually came out of something that I had asked you years ago. Um, cause I have on my website, some, some wedding planning tips that are photo specific oh. and on there, it also says created in conjunction with Danielle Pasternak of DP knack weddings. And go. sure enough, we use some of these and I, uh, we're going to talk about them and some of them are directly from your brain. So we did do it together. Everyone. Nice. I thought you were saying you, you, um, wanted to do this podcast years, like this episode years and years ago, and I just haven't been letting you. And I was like, <laughs> no man, like, bring it. 
<laughs> I remember we were brainstorming for this season as to what topics we wanted to do and like taking in everybody's questions that we received. And you were like, I have four episode ideas all about photography. I'm so jazzed. And I was like, awesome, Dan, what are they? And he's like, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I like thought of them. And then like I went to write them down and immediately. I was like, oh, squirrel, cat playing with the string. That's so adorable. Oh, crap. What was I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> My brain runs at like 10,000 miles a minute. And yeah. I'm constantly thinking at 100 miles an hour, and yes. that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, so we thought out of all the things that Dan was thinking of, this was the one I was able to extract from his cranium. And we are going to talk today about 10 tips to get the most <laughs> out of your wedding photos. Don't laugh at my accents. We've been through was this. That, 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 was def, that was an Arnold accent, I think. I don't know who that is. I was going for more like evil doctor, like evil, oh, that's you know. Definitely Arnold. That's definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I thought when you said Arnold? Hey, Arnold. Like that cartoon oh. with the football-shaped kid. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was so jealous of his room. Do you remember his room? I, I didn't watch it enough to like. All I, all I thought of was Hey, Arnold. So. Oh, my gosh. So as you said, Arnold, I was like, wait, Hey, Arnold. So apparently I still <laughs> didn't know who you were talking about and still thinking about Hey, Arnold. How many people seriously listening when I said Arnold was like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Hey Arnold? You absolutely sounded like hey Arnold Schwarzenegger. I couldn't tell you what Hey Arnold sounds like. It's just when you said Arnold, that's what I thought. And I, I'm i laughing as I hear it because I thought it again. So when I said it, my my jaw hit the floor a little bit. Okay. So here's silly. here's why I like listening to that, because it is exactly what you said. It is quintessential us because it's me coming into an episode trying to like stick to my like it's episode, you know, 42. <laughs> and we're listening. And all of a sudden, Dan's like 42. like, And I'm I'm trying to like bring it back and talk through it. And then you like pull my chain <laughs> that like you're saying you never get to talk. It's just it's really funny to me to to hear that it is very much us. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so good us. times. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's funny. None of that clip talks about wedding photos. Either, Nothing. So good. <laughs> that's no, that is, that's exactly why I picked it, because I was I was like, all right, so I'm going to have to pick out like a good wedding photo tip uh, from this episode. Something that's like real, like hearty and meaty that people can like really sink their teeth into how to get the best wedding photos. And, it's just, and I was like, that's definitely it. <laughs> literally <laughs> squirrel. You literally squirreled yourself onto that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this next one I picked. This is actually a season four bonus Dear Dan's episode called Is It Rude Not to Give a Plus One? Hmm. So first, when you're having a wedding that has a more intimate guest list size like yours, it can become very difficult to narrow down who you are and aren't inviting. So here would be my unofficial rules as to who should get a plus one and who should be optional. So first... Anyone who is married or in a serious long-term relationship should receive a plus one or essentially both guests should be invited. Same goes for anyone where you're friends with both people in the relationship. Now, I also feel that you should extend a plus one invitation if the guest is a VIP and they won't necessarily know anyone else at the wedding. So I'm talking about people like your priest perhaps or maybe a mentor, someone who likely doesn't fall in the friend or family category, but you're honored to have them attend. Now, for those that don't necessarily need a plus one, if you have a friend or coworker who's maybe casually dating but isn't seriously seeing anyone and will know other people at the wedding, then it's totally okay not to extend a plus one. Though, keep in mind this may affect their decision as to whether or not they'll attend. Now, when it comes to the invitation, be sure to clearly put just their name when you're addressing it. Some RSVP cards also allow you to add the number of total seats you can reserve for them. So in that case, you would put just one. And remember, if anyone approaches you to ask why they didn't get a plus one, or maybe they just assume they've got a plus one, please feel free to use this very handy response, which is, there are so many people that we wish we could invite to our wedding, but due to budget or space limitations, we've had to keep things small. But we definitely look forward to catching up with you and celebrating together after the business of the wedding has passed. I can hear so much in my voice that I must have had a cold that day. Like <laughs> I, I sound like a little, I've sound a little nasally, but here's the, here's the thing. A, I share that because it's a question we get a ton, a ton. And it's literally just me talking 
probably without taking a breath because the Dear Dan's episodes started because we started getting a lot of questions and we wanted to answer them a little bit more, but we couldn't make them full episodes. So we would just do these like really short digestible ones, which is funny because that's now what we do on our Instagram with our hashtag wedding tip Wednesday series. So it's cool to see how it's evolved, but it's funny to share it because we, when we did them, we each only recorded them individually. We didn't record them together. Um, And we just kind of did it as a way to like put out a fun short episode. And it, that's what you would get from this podcast. If it were only me, that's why I need Dan is because <laughs> I'm just going to throw tips at you and good luck. <laughs> I need to be, see, this is it. You are the brains and I am the heart and some, and the comedy, although you're pretty witty. Um, but can we talk for a second before we go into the next one um, yes. about your commitment to showing up even when you're feeling yucky and showing up for those ringers and being out there and putting things out there. Um, speaking of ringers, uh, shout out to Fallon who said that the people, the only people who get a invite on a plus one are a year, a key or a ring. Yeah. They right? have to have one of those three things. Yeah, they either have to have a year. Yep. A ring on the finger that they're engaged or a key, meaning that they're living together. And that was how that couple decided whether or not to give a plus one to a person, a year, a key or a ring. We thought that was really cool. And we heard it. I like that we get to share it here. Um, So, Dan, you were saying props to me for showing up when I had a cold, right? Yep. I was. So I remember um, pretty much an entire season where you decided to go have some babies and didn't show up. So I showed up. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, that was my paternity leave. And there were two babies when we thought there was going to be one. So, yes. So season seven, Dan knew that twin babies, two babies were coming. And I told him instead of us trying to navigate all of that and deal with that, you just take a nice paternity leave. And I had the pleasure of bringing on some really amazing guests and I could not do this highlight episode without sharing season seven, yeah. episode seven, 77, how to set boundaries with my good friend and amazing wedding planner, Berlin Martin. Um, I think the other awkward conversation um, sometimes happens where people assume that they get a plus one, where you sent out an invitation to Mr. John Smith and Mr. John Smith responded back with two people coming to the wedding as opposed to the one Mr. John Smith that you invited. Yeah. Let me just pull out my little soapbox here on that one. We're all grown people. And I don't think that you owe somebody a super in-depth explanation about why somebody that you didn't invite to your wedding isn't invited to your wedding. So the first step and always deliver any of these boundaries with compassion, right? You have to, like Danielle said, you have to come at it with a heart of love and um, compassion because that's how you want, you would want a message delivered to you. So the first thing is like, you know, Hey, we got your RSVP. I noticed that you added another plus one. Unfortunately, we are not able to accommodate anybody who wasn't listed on the invitation, but we have you seated next to, fill in the blank of this person that they know that they're comfortable with. So we hope that you're still going to be able to come and celebrate with us and just leave it at that. No is a complete sentence, but delivering it with compassion makes it go down a little easier and hopefully they get the message and they're like, they'll probably be a little bit embarrassed, honestly. Like anytime somebody gets caught breaking a rule of etiquette like that, they kind of get this, Oh shoot. But, um, you know, just delivering that and just very matter of factly, like we cannot accommodate that. I'm really sorry. Here's what we have done to make you comfortable in this situation. We can accommodate and just move on and they're going to come or they're not going to come, but that's not up to you. Dandy, do you see what you missed? We talked, we had a good talk. That was a really good talk. And I feel like we're getting into some feels here, which will lead me to some next stuff. But, um, Uh, That is such another theme of this podcast, right, is communication and compassion, right? Like every single thing. How many times on this podcast have we said it just starts with a conversation? It starts with being transparent. It starts with getting on the same page, right? And it's weird when people don't want to be on the same page, but you just got to like stick to your guns. And um, in an episode that we just said at the beginning of this season with Jamie Lee, weddings can bring out the the best and the worst in people and it you know communication i think a lot of the times is what brings out the worst in people or lack of communication brings out the yeah. you know the the worst in people so um 
you know, as we're, I think as we're getting into some, you know, maybe some feels, I have one that I can kind of queue up uh, for this. And this was uh, also in season seven, episode 80. Um, and it's uh, an episode called Hindsight is 2020. Um, so we're going to listen to this one and I'll talk about why I brought it in. I think that when you're overly concerned about like all these little things, you start losing the focus about what the that the whole entire wedding days are really about right like especially in those last three months right it's like like where most couples and i'm sure you know maybe you can chime in on this too it's like those last three months are like when the couple who's planning has is the most at risk for completely and utterly forgetting about all the joy and excitement that they felt for the last six to ten months about how amazing their wedding day is going to be you know what i mean mm-hmm. that specific part is something that I tell almost every single one of my couples in like leading up to the wedding, right? Um, at that three month mark and Danielle, you'll be able to probably be a little bit more eloquent about this, but there's so much stuff that happens in the process that is reliant on something else, right? Like you have to send out invitations, but you can't send out the invitations until you design them and you can't send them out until you get uh, all the addresses. And then you can't tell your venue how many people are coming until you get the, all the invitations back. And then you've got to track people down who haven't sent things back to you. And it's just like, gets to this point where I hear every couple at like, I don't know, a really close to it. They'll be like, um, we just can't wait for the wedding to be over. We can't wait to be on the honeymoon, right? Which is a is a really rough thing because the last year you just spent so much time being so excited about the wedding day arriving, and now you like just because of the minutia piling on, you forget about what the whole point of this is, and that's joy, and that's people coming together in the one roof for a happy reason. Um, so there's two parts that I want to kind of expand on on this, and that is that you know two things when my wife and I were were getting married right before the wedding. We, uh, I had a wedding two weeks before our wedding. I photographed one. And then the week before our wedding, we did as much stuff as we possibly could to get our plates cleared. And we went on a, a little mini vacation the week before our wedding. We went down to the shore and just spent two nights or uh, two days down there and just reconnected as a couple and said, all right, all the wedding craziness, we've, we've kind of cleared our plates of it. And now we get to be re-excited and reinvigorated for the next week about what's to come. People are going to start traveling in and we get to be really excited about that. So really, if you can find a time to reconnect as a couple right before the wedding. Um, but the other thing is that, um, what do people do when they get to the top of a mountain? They like, right. They like puff out there or maybe they sit down and they just like soak in their land, right? They, they survey their land. They, they thought, think about the hike that they just made um, and all the work that it's taken to got there to get there. You in these last three months are like climbing, summiting your mountain, right? You're like clawing to get to the top and it's a lot to get there. But when you get to the top, which is your wedding day, you just breathe it in and you there's a helicopter coming to pick you up to take you back down like it's not even hard work to get back down it's going to be easy and amazing and that's why i picked that episode because that was probably the one tangible thing that i could think of in the episodes that i was like that is such a core part of who i am what i still tell all my couples um and what i feel like every couple no matter what uh part of the planning you're in can still make use of that and still um you know, if, if the wedding is feeling very heavy, still uh, find a way to get out of that and focus back on joy. Yeah. I will forever love and appreciate that advice that you share. I almost think it would be helpful for couples to give themselves a deadline. That's a week or two before the wedding, that as many things as, as possible could get done 100% done by that point, get it done because you'll, you're just going to be doing yourself such a huge favor by knocking that stuff out, not saving it to last minute when everybody is starting to come in and really get excited for it, it'll give you that time to step away guilt-free. And I just think that's the one of the better things that we can do for our own self-care yeah. as, as two people entering into a really big deal, life commitment day. So yeah, hmm. I love that. Um, <laughs> this next episode- Even a episode, blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. So this next episode um, is just one of those episodes. It's just a really funny moment that makes me smile. This is a season five, episode 53, The Truth About Venue Coordinators. Ooh. 
and it, instead of searching the entire internet of of weddings to find the photographer in their area that yep. they like i'm narrowing it down and i'm making it as easy as possible for them to make a decision they feel really good about and they have me on the back end saying i've worked with these people before they're they're nice they do an amazing job they're funny they're you know whatever it is that they're specifically looking for and it's it just takes so much time and and all of that off of the shoulders of my couple to not have to do that and granted i do not know every single last bit of person on this planet who does a thing but i'm very well educated in the area that i work in wait what? a second okay you what mean yet? to tell me that i'm not the only photographer on your list oh yes you are i meant like other things like <laughs> videography curses danielle curses <laughs> that would be a really terrible terrible person there's, if i was like i only work with one photographer <laughs> daniel moyer he's amazing this other guy dan moyer yeah uh, he's he's equally as awesome and then there's yeah. this really fascinating french photographer daniel moyer uh, <laughs> he's awesome super super great photographer i would recommend any oui. one of those three we oui. yeah oui. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that's wow, Dan. You must have been secret shopping me. That's exactly how I do it. Dan. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even remember that one. I, so friends out there listening, we didn't share each of our picks with each other before recording this. So we're, we're listening to them from the other person in real time. So when I found this clip, I was laughing my buns off and I was sharing it now watching Dan react to it. And he's laughing his buns off. It's really, you crack me up, bro. I just got to tell you. Danielle Moyer. That was a good one. That's a good line, man. Sometimes I'm funny. <laughs> looking oh it's nice to have um like an audio proof that sometimes we're funny because you know how you know, it's like <laughs> it's good to have that it's good to have the receipts i guess if you will the receipts oh, goodness gracious that was that was super funny i'm glad that you put that one in there to to just make me smile and i hope some other people smile too especially people who might have been listening for a while um and just get a just get some feels about who we are uh, or maybe actually people who are just starting to listen and are just getting some feels about who we are it's a good episode to start um, with it's it, like a good a good highlight reel yeah oh i see what you did there i see, I see what i did there so this next one i'm going to share my next one so this is okay. another one from season seven when dan was doing god knows what backpacking through europe apparently episode 73 no, <laughs> <laughs> this is actually I was backpacking through Glenside with like literally a uh, baby on front and back and holding Alice's hand, like going on walks. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Well, I was backpacking with babies on me. How nice Thank of you, you to just be enjoying some outdoor time while I was holding down the fort <laughs> over you're here. Leaving away. <laughs> so this is episode 73. This episode is called Planning for a Marriage More Beautiful Than Your Wedding with Amber Anderson. And I love the way that she unpacked and explained all of this because she uses words. She uses these big words that we don't use. No, she just unpacks it in this really lovely way. And it's just a very unique mm. voice that we've never really shared in that sense. So let's jump in. So what would you say are some tips that you have for couples who are struggling to work well together kind of through the planning process? Yeah. So I think one of the best things to just um, know and make a choice to believe is to understand that perfect doesn't exist. So we've talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, it's not if, but when something's going to happen. So uh, if you can set proper expectations up front, then it kind of... Um, bridges the gap when things fall apart or when there's different perspectives among yourself as a couple or with your in-laws or with all the voices that I was talking about. So if you can just kind of know that perfect doesn't exist or that those things are going to happen, you're a little bit more prepared and you're, you're, you're less likely to just unravel with, um, you know, expectations that fall apart. So then I touched on this a little bit earlier as well. I think grieving and moving forward is really important. So throughout the, the course of life, like we're not going to always get what we want. Some of those things are within our control. Uh, maybe we've made our own mistakes um, or uh, some of these things are outside of our control. And so, um, and then even like with the things that we want as far as control goes, like I could put my foot down and get what I want. Right. But does that really serve everybody other does it serve anybody but me and then in the long run does that cause problems for me so like is it worth putting my foot down um or maybe it's totally out of my control and there is no putting my foot down it's just that 
it's not, I'm not going to get it. And so if I can make an active choice to grieve and feel those feelings and be upset about it and appropriately um, vent or explode in the right place so that I don't explode in the wrong place, that makes a huge difference. Wow, that was nuts. I, I can't remember if I listened to that episode or not. Thanks, um, Dan. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I had headphones in while I was nursing babies. To I wasn't physically nursing them. I was nursing them to sleep with Babas um, in the crib because I am the chosen bedtime master. Anyway, um, I, I she is so eloquent. Like, I follow her on Instagram. She wrapped up so many amazing thoughts into that little um that little two minute segment that i'm actually kind of surprised that you picked that uh one I, I think it's kind of funny that like you led her on by being like hey what tips do you have but it was such a feels tip um and like going back through and thinking about all the things that we picked it was so uh so i don't know reflective of our personalities where a lot of your things were tips and a lot of mine are feels and advice um but man, that the part that she uh, mentioned about um, like trusting professionals is is something that like I work deeply uh, and uh, through long periods of time with my couples, right? That I become a trusted advisor, that I do the best that I possibly can to uh, be a sounding board for them. And I know you are the exact same way. Yeah, it was one of those episodes where. Um... Amber just is, is a wealth of knowledge and she actually does have her own podcast now for four other wedding planners because that's what she does beautifully. But I was so happy that I was able to bring her on while you weren't here with me just to, un just to unpack and share something that we didn't often talk about. Um, and it did, it got really heavy in the feels and you're right. I'm a tip person through and through, and I need you for the feelsky side of things. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. Our pigs here are very reflective of that. And I'm not surprised one bit. So yeah, that was such a good, um, just a good response to that question. Who, um, especially about uh, like putting your foot down and getting something, but is that is that actually good for anybody else other than you? And will that actually end up being worse in the future? Mm -hmm. Whoo, that's a lot. You know, as I feel like we're we're starting to wrap up here, I kind of want to wrap up on like. Uh, just an, another like feely note, but I think that's one that's like super positive that talks about um, just what you're going to feel as somebody who's getting married on a wedding day. So I picked this one. Um, it's an early episode one, but I think this is such a good uh, story that actually Danielle talked about. Um, and I'm really excited to, for you guys to hear this one. I feel like it's a good one to end on. Um, it's season two, episode 15. It's actually on the post-wedding blues um, so it's, this is the, towards the, uh, kind of middle of the episode and, um, you'll see, uh, it's, it's just about some, some positive things and how, uh, how your guests view you on the wedding day. I always, uh, one of my favorite things to do at the end of the night or even throughout the night at a wedding, uh, as a planner, um, is to see all of the people who are close to the couple yeah, you know, the couple in the spotlight at that wedding, mm -hmm. they sort of feel like, okay, I'm the one like talking to the bride at this moment. Like, totally. okay, this is like a really cool thing. <laughs> like, I remember when I was little, um, there's a thing in northeastern Pennsylvania and the other parts probably of the world, too, that uh, you do this dollar dance where everybody pays a dollar or whatever to oh, dance yeah. with the bride. And I have a vivid memory of being at my cousin's wedding. And I thought she looked like Cinderella. And I was just in awe. And I remember paying my dollar to go dance with her. And like, I remember being like, holy crap, holy crap, holy holy crap, I'm totally <laughs> dancing with the bride right now. Like, and she's my cousin. Like I've seen her on many other occasions, but in that moment I felt like, you know, the, the Beyonce's best friend, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, it's, Beyonce. it's, it's an interesting, like a uh, glow that comes about that couple that day that they become like the rock stars and the, the, uh, you know, the it, the it couple to be with. Yeah. And on the opposite side of that, being on the opposite side of that, mm -hmm. you get to take all that in. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's a it's good, good thing feeling. to be able to take all that in. It's a really good feeling knowing that like you're king and queen for a day, and you know, generally within reason that um, you know whatever you ask for, people want to take care of you and they want to love on you and all that kind of stuff. And going back to the topic of today, like after after this amazing day is over, there's a there can be a crash, you know, and um, it's just so talking about this really will help you just be prepared for it. 
Oh my goodness, I love it. <laughs> That's all you got to say about that one? It's 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 interesting going back and I don't know if you ever do this Dan, but going back and listening to old episodes. So our process with this podcast, Dan used to edit it and now we send it out to an editor, but my job is to listen to it once it's edited and make sure it all sounds good. And there's like nothing wonky going on with the audio. And it's always so interesting to me that as I listen to what we've said, and it's often many days after we recorded it, that what I'm saying, I'm repeating in my head again. Like I, I still remember these things and I still stand by those things. And as I was explaining, you know, the dance I had with my cousin, when I was really young, I it's just saying like, I remember she looked like Cinderella. Like that's, it's, it's exactly what I thought then. And it's still what I think now, as I hear myself kind of talk about it, it's just really interesting. And it's one of the things I'm very grateful for about this podcast and for doing it with you because I, like we've said before, my role in this is to bring as much of my knowledge to the table and as much of that as possible. And I'm so thankful to have you, Dan, as a podcast partner, because you bring out a lot of the feels in me and a lot of those like emotional moments. And not that I'm not an emotional person, because y'all know uh, I can certainly tear up and, and I wear all my emotions on my sleeve, but it's it's nice to go back and relive those moments. And I'm thankful to you that we've kind of been on this journey for the past hundred episodes, because it's nice to just have a buddy that, that pulls that out of you. And you let me just kind of talk through that stuff. You're going to cry a little bit. You're going to cry. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm thinking I'm okay. Okay. Everything's fine. It's okay. Um, yeah. It's good to know that you're not a robot sometimes. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, that I'm not a robot? Yeah, you're not a robot. My name is Daniel Pasternak. Here is another tip for you. I am the tip machine. <laughs> I am a tip machine. You are a tip machine. I like to help people. It comes from a place of good, I promise. Though if you were to see how I fold my bath towels. I'm pretty sure everybody uh, saw like, how you fold your bath towels. Do you, friends, I have to share this, Dan. This is really funny. So I made a reel a few weeks ago about how I fold my bath towels. It got 2.8 million views. Holy <laughs> And it cow. has like 70,000 likes. Isn't that insane? That is insane. So perhaps I am a little bit like a robot. You're awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like if we're just going to pour on uh, thanks and gratitude, um, I know that like we work, Danielle and I work very differently and <laughs> understatement of the century. Um, what I think is is uh, underlying all that is the trust and compassion that we have for each other and that there's a greater purpose that you and I are both serving here. And that is to, you know, really help couples because it is madness sometimes planning a wedding. And there is uh, often not very personalized, in-depth, discussion about some of these things that are that is real right that's not just uh a blog article that's trying to be under 500 words and and that's it right, right? um and you know so that's why even though danielle and i we we get uh we there's a lot of times where we are like trying to figure things out and it takes us a while to do it um because we both are coming at it from this place of extreme passion and wanting things to be the best for all of you out there so um we we are uh, you know, I feel like we said it in the very beginning, you said in the beginning, um, there's so much outpouring of, of support and love and interest for this podcast that I am, I'm just surprised. I can't believe that we're at, uh, you know, a hundred episodes and we've got hundreds of thousands of downloads and, and people are asking us questions like we know what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just thankful and I'm thankful to all you ringers and I'm thankful to Danielle. So here's to another hundred episodes. Yeah. Cheers to you all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Before we wrap up this episode, we just want to send some love and gratitude and hugs to all of our patrons in the Ringer Club. We would not be here without you. Thank you so much. You are the best. Absolutely. And let's be real. Things are way easier when you have a solid support system who is going through it right alongside you. So please join the Ringer Club community today at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. Just click the link in our show notes. The Ringer Club is the best way to support the show and receive direct access to Danielle and I. Plus, you have an entire community of Ringers helping too on Facebook. 
Membership is just eight bucks a month and we have a limited number of spots available at a lower monthly rate where you get all the same benefits. Again, that's patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. Another way you can support the show is to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram where you can catch some more tips, see Dan's amazing photos, and watch some of our behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Follow us at Put A Ring On It Podcast. Okay, ringers, remember, we're here to help you. But no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you rock. Until next time, ringers. Okay. What did the grape say when he got stepped on? What? Nothing. He just let out a little whine. (laughs) Weak. (laughs) What do you call a pony with a sore throat? A pony with a sore throat. What? A little horse. Mm. I feel like I should have had that one. This one only certain people are going to get. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. No. How about the llama one? Have I done the llama one yet? You've done the llama one so many times, and you've asked me if you've done the llama one. Have I? Oh, man. Um, Because he little leaps and then he little lands, right? Yeah, that's right. Have have you heard the uh, rumor about butter? No. Never mind. Forget it. I shouldn't spread it. (laughs) all right last one what does mexican food do at the beach what it burritos in the sand and i'm out it was a stretch that's why i ended with that one okay (laughs)